Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. You need to see yourself as a steward, not an owner of the money that you have. Once you understand that it isn't your money, it's His money, and then He just blesses us and our finances improved. God really blessed our finances. You can trust God with your money. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast. Today is my uh, fifth week. I'm just about through with my fifth week of teaching on financial stewardship. Tomorrow is going to be my last day to offer all of this product to you. I've got this book entitled Financial Stewardship, and the subtitle is Experience the Freedom of Turning Your Finances Over to God. See, that's what a steward is, is a person who it's not your money. You're just a steward of what God has given you, and this takes all the pressure off of you. It leads to great abundance. If God can get it through you, He can get it to you. And I've been dealing with this for five weeks. This week, I'm talking specifically about partnership and how partnership benefits you. It's obvious how partnership benefits a church or a ministry that you give to, but most people don't understand how it benefits you. I tell you, if you've missed the first three days of this week, I would encourage you to go to our website, awmi.net, and look up these programs and listen to this, because I've shared things from the book of Philippians that most people don't know. They take scriptures out of context and just apply it to anybody. But the book of Philippians was written to partners. And there are promises in there, Philippians 1.6, Philippians 4.19, and others that apply to people who are partners, people who have gone beyond just giving in order to get something for themselves. But they are helping a church or a ministry reach out and touch other people. It's an unselfish giving. When you give unselfishly like that, it puts you into a different position of receiving from the Lord. Let me turn over to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16, and share this verse with you. It says, A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. You know, when I first started in ministry, I just thought that this gift that it was talking about was like a talent or an anointing a calling on your life, that like if you had a supernatural gift given unto you, that that would promote you and that God would bless it. But as I've studied this, it's not talking about an anointing, a talent, an ability. It's talking about a monetary or a physical gift. The word that was translated gift here is the Greek word or the Hebrew word matan, M-A-T-T-A-N, and it means a present. And you can see this in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 6. That exact same word was used, and it says in verse 6, Many will entreat the favor of the prince, and every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts. See, this isn't talking about giving talents, giving abilities, giving anointings. This is talking about a monetary gift. In uh, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 27, uh, it's using this same uh, Hebrew word, or it's the feminine uh, form of that Hebrew word. And in that situation, you can see that it's definitely talking about a bribe. This is Proverbs chapter 15, and in verse 27, 
IT SAYS, HE THAT IS GREEDY OF GAIN TROUBLETH HIS OWN HOUSE, BUT HE THAT HATETH GIFTS SHALL LIVE. AGAIN, THAT'S NOT TALKING ABOUT HATING A TALENT, AN ABILITY, AN ANOINTING. IT'S TALKING ABOUT HATING A BRIBE IS WHAT IT'S TALKING ABOUT. AND SO THIS WORD, EVERY OTHER PLACE THAT IT WAS USED, IT'S TALKING ABOUT A MONETARY OR A PHYSICAL GIFT. SO PROVERBS 18, 16, A MAN'S GIFT, MONEY, OR PROPERTY, OR SOMETHING PHYSICAL, TANGIBLE, SOMETHING THAT YOU GIVE MAKES ROOM FOR HIM AND BRINGS HIM BEFORE GREAT MEN. HERE'S THIS SAME VERSE, PROVERBS 18, 16, IN THE NEW REVISED STANDARD VERSION. IT SAYS, A GIFT OPENS DOORS, IT GIVES ACCESS TO THE GREAT. AND THE NEW INTERNATIONAL VERSION SAYS, A GIFT OPENS THE WAY FOR THE GIVER AND USHERS HIM INTO THE PRESENCE OF THE GREAT. SO THIS IS TALKING ABOUT A MONETARY GIFT. THE REASON I'M BRINGING THESE VERSES OUT IS BECAUSE IT'S OBVIOUS THAT WHEN YOU GIVE TO A CHURCH OR TO A MINISTRY THAT YOU ARE BLESSING THEM AND IT'S HELPING THEM. BUT MOST PEOPLE HONESTLY DON'T UNDERSTAND HOW THAT THAT GIFT OPENS UP A DOOR FOR YOU. IT MAKES WAY FOR YOU. IT BRINGS YOU BEFORE GREAT PEOPLE. NOW SOME PEOPLE IMMEDIATELY TAKE OFFENSE WHEN I START TALKING ABOUT THIS BECAUSE THEY SAY, WELL, YOU'RE TALKING ABOUT USING MONEY TO DO SOMETHING AND uh, MANIPULATE THE CIRCUMSTANCE, MANIPULATE PEOPLE, TO BRIBE PEOPLE. THAT'S ONLY ONE WAY OF LOOKING AT THIS. DID YOU KNOW I COULD TAKE A HUNDRED DOLLAR BILL AND I COULD EITHER USE THAT HUNDRED DOLLAR BILL TO BRIBE A PERSON AND TO GET THEM TO GO AGAINST THEIR CONSCIENCE AND DO SOMETHING THAT THEY WOULDN'T NORMALLY DO. NOW THAT'S NEGATIVE. THAT'S A BRIBE. THAT IS EVIL TO USE MONEY IN THAT WAY. BUT I COULD TAKE THAT EXACT SAME $100 BILL AND I COULD GIVE IT TO A PERSON AND SAY, GOD LOVES YOU. THE LORD WANTED ME TO GIVE THIS TO YOU JUST TO LET YOU KNOW THAT HE LOVES YOU. AND SO YOU COULD TAKE THAT SAME $100 BILL AND EITHER USE IT FOR EVIL OR FOR GOOD. MONEY IS NOT GOOD OR BAD. IT REALLY JUST AMPLIFIES AND EMPOWERS THE PERSON, WHAT'S IN THEIR HEART. IT WILL EITHER BE USED FOR EVIL OR IT'LL BE USED FOR GOOD. BUT MONEY IS NOT MORAL OR IMMORAL. IT'S AMORAL. IT'S NOTHING. IT'S ALL ABOUT THE ATTITUDE THAT'S BEHIND IT. OVER IN 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 13, IT SAYS, IF YOU GIVE ALL OF YOUR GOODS TO FEED THE POOR, OR IF YOU GIVE YOUR BODY TO BE BURNED AND DON'T HAVE CHARITY, GOD'S KIND OF LOVE, IT PROFITS YOU NOTHING. SO THAT SHOWS YOU THAT THE MOTIVE IN YOUR HEART BEHIND YOUR ACTION IS MORE IMPORTANT THAN YOUR ACTION. AND SO IT, MONEY'S NOT GOOD OR BAD. WE ALWAYS THINK ABOUT IT IN THESE NEGATIVE TERMS. ANYTIME YOU GIVE TO SOMEBODY AND IF YOU ARE WANTING A POSITIVE RESULTS, PEOPLE JUST NEARLY ALWAYS SEE THAT AS A BRIBE, AS A MANIPULATION. BUT NO, IT'S A WAY OF MAKING ROOM FOR YOU. AS IT SAYS RIGHT HERE, A MAN'S GIFT MAKETH ROOM FOR HIM AND BRINGS HIM BEFORE GREAT MEN. DID YOU KNOW YOU CAN USE MONEY IN A POSITIVE WAY? YOU CAN GIVE TO A MINISTRY, TO A CHURCH, AND BY DOING THAT, YOU CAN ACTUALLY TAP IN TO THE ANOINTING THAT'S ON THEM. NOW, THIS CAN BE GOOD OR BAD. IF YOU ARE GIVING WHERE YOU'RE BEGGED, WHERE YOU'RE PLEAD WITH, WHERE YOU'RE MANIPULATED, WHERE YOU'RE CONDEMNED INTO GIVING, THAT'S BAD GROUND. THAT'S BAD. AND WHEN YOU GIVE, YOU BECOME A PARTAKER OF THAT. BUT WHEN YOU FIND A MINISTRY THAT'S GOT A GOOD HEART AND THAT'S REALLY DOING SOMETHING AND YOU GIVE, YOU BECOME A PARTAKER WITH THEM. AND YOU START RECEIVING ALL OF THAT GOOD STUFF. 
You know, I've often thought of it like this. If you had a stream or a river flowing by you, you could have all of this life-giving water flowing by you, but it doesn't do you any good if you don't get any of it over to you. If you can't take, uh, uh, if you can't benefit from that, if you can't take advantage of it. But you know what you can do? You can start digging a ditch over towards you, and you can actually divert some of that and it'll start flowing towards you, and you could use it for irrigation. You could use it for drinking. You could use it for all kinds of things. If you give enough, if you dig enough, you could actually divert the course of that river towards you. And in a sense, this is what you're doing. When you see an anointing on a church, on a ministry, on a person, you can give, and you can become a partaker with them. I actually tell our Bible college students that if, you know, you feel called to the mission field and you, say, for instance, want to start an orphanage or something, find somebody who's doing what you believe God has put in your heart and start giving to them. Tap into the anointing that's on them. Again, you need to make sure it's a godly anointing and that it's not a person who's operating in a sham. But if you find somebody who's doing it properly, you give, you start becoming a partaker with them. You become a partner with them. I've already mentioned this, but over in 1 uh, Samuel chapter 30, David and his men were pursuing the Amalekites, and 200 of his men were so tired they couldn't even cross this brook, Besor. And so they had to leave those 200 there by the stuff. They went and fought the Amalekites. They won. When they came back, all of the people, it says the children of Belial, the children of the devil, said, we'll only give back to these people who stayed here by this river. We'll give them their wives and their children back, but we aren't going to share any of the spoil because they didn't go to battle with us. And David said, man, that is a statement of the devil. He says, these people who guarded our stuff, or you could say it this way, the people that are in support uh, operations, support roles, those people share equally with the people that went to battle. And it became a statute, and that's the way that David conducted his army the rest of his life. And this is a precedent that the people who send people on the mission field, people who enable people to be on television like me, people who enable churches to build their buildings and to have the programs that reach the youth and are making a difference in their community, the people who give towards that share equally with the people who are out there on the front lines actually doing the fighting. And so most people, see, don't recognize this. You recognize that when you give, it benefits the church or the ministry, but you also become a partaker. It makes room for you, and it will bring you before great men. Man, that's powerful. If you understood what I'm trying to say, what these verses are saying right here, did you know you ought to invest you need to sow where you want to go. You know, I'm, I think I've told this. It's been weeks that I've been teaching on this, and I've also taught this other places. So I might have said this, but it bears repeating that when I first went on television, I went and I had uh, lunch with David and Joyce Myers, and I've known them a long time. We haven't been close friends, but when David and Joyce were first getting started in ministry, they actually came to me because I was already on radio before they started on radio, and they, they asked me, did I have any advice for them? And man, you know, I was just really small, and they just shot past me like I was going in reverse. I'm certainly not claiming that, you know, I'm the one that made Joyce Meyer's ministry, but I'm saying I've known them 
FROM THE VERY BEGINNING WHEN THEY WERE FIRST GETTING STARTED BEFORE THEY GOT ON RADIO AND TELEVISION. SO WHEN I STARTED ON TELEVISION, JOYCE ALREADY HAD A WORLDWIDE MINISTRY, AND I WENT AND I HAD LUNCH WITH THEM, AND I STARTED ASKING THEM FOR, YOU KNOW, ARE THERE THINGS THAT YOU COULD HELP ME WITH ABOUT TELEVISION? WHAT ARE SOME OF THE MISTAKES THAT YOU'VE MADE, ETC.? AND DURING THAT PERIOD OF TIME, JOYCE WAS WANTING TO GO ON... Um, on, uh, I, I think I forget now what it was, but anyway, it was some network. I think it was a set secular network, and it was going to be expensive. And she was asking people to partner with her. And so, because of that, I saw that Joyce was already being used by God in a great way, and she had expanded, and she was doing things. She was where I was wanting to go with my television broadcast. So you know what I did? I started sewing. INTO HER MINISTRY. I SOLD A LOT OF MONEY FOR ME AT THAT TIME. IT WAS A HUGE AMOUNT OF MONEY. IT'S PROBABLY THE BIGGEST OFFERINGS THAT I'D EVER GIVEN TO ANYBODY. AND FOR A YEAR'S PERIOD OF TIME, I GAVE ON A MONTHLY BASIS TO HELP HER TO BE ABLE TO GO ON THAT TELEVISION NETWORK. I WAS SOWING WHERE I WANTED TO GO. I SAW A BLESSING AND ANOINTING OF GOD ON JOYCE MEYER. AND I WANTED THAT SAME THING TO OPERATE IN MY MINISTRY. SO I USED THIS VERSE THAT A MAN'S GIFT MAKES ROOM FOR HIM AND BRINGS HIM BEFORE GREAT MEN. IN OTHER WORDS, INCREASE. IT'S GOING TO GIVE ME FAVOR. IT'S GOING TO PROMOTE ME. NOW, AGAIN, YOU CAN USE MONEY AS A BRIBE IN A BAD WAY, BUT YOU CAN ALSO USE MONEY AS A GIFT THAT MAKES ROOM FOR YOU, THAT OPENS UP A DOOR FOR YOU, THAT BRINGS YOU TO PLACES THAT YOU WOULDN'T GET OTHERWISE. I HAD ANOTHER FRIEND OF MINE, Dwayne SHERIFF, THAT WAS BUILDING A uh, BUILDING, AND I FORGET THE EXACT COST OF THIS BUILDING, BUT IT WAS HUNDREDS OF THOUSANDS OF DOLLARS. AND ANYWAY, HE WAS NEEDING MONEY FOR THAT. AND THAT'S WHEN WE FIRST STARTED BUILDING OUR BUILDINGS HERE AT THE CARIS uh, CAMPUS IN WOODLAND PARK, COLORADO. AND WHEN I SAW THAT HE HAD A NEED IN BUILDING, I DECIDED THAT, MAN, THIS IS WHAT I NEED. I'M GOING TO SOW WHERE I WANT TO GO. YOU KNOW, SOME PEOPLE, they, THEY THINK THAT YOU'RE GETTING TOO SPECIFIC HERE. IT DOESN'T MATTER. YOU JUST GIVE, AND YOU GIVE ANYWHERE, AND YOU GIVE ANY AMOUNT, AND YOU, and you GIVE TO WHOMEVER, AND IT JUST WORKS. NO, IT'S, it's LIKE IF YOU WANT CORN, YOU GOT TO SOW CORN. IF YOU WANT YOUR BUILDING PROGRAM TO WORK, SOW INTO SOMEBODY'S BUILDING PROGRAM. IF YOU WANT HEALING TO WORK, SOW INTO SOMEBODY'S LIFE WHO SEES HEALINGS COME TO PASS. IF YOU ARE BELIEVING GOD FOR SOMETHING, SOW WHERE YOU WANT TO GO. I'M NOT SURE THAT it, IT HAS TO BE THAT WAY. I THINK THAT YOU CAN GIVE TO A CHURCH OVER HERE AND RECEIVE SOMETHING BACK, BUT I, I KNOW that, THAT MAY NOT BE THE ONLY WAY IT WORKS, BUT WHEN YOU HAVE A NEED, YOU FIND SOMEBODY WHO IS MINISTERING IN THAT AREA, HAS AN ANOINTING ON THEM THAT IS MEETING THE NEEDS OF PEOPLE IN THAT AREA THAT YOU HAVE A NEED, YOU SOW INTO THEM, AND YOU START PARTAKING OF THAT ANOINTING. THAT BLESSING STARTS COMING TOWARDS YOU. AND SO THAT'S WHAT I DID. I GAVE TO Dwayne SHERIFF'S uh, BUILDING PROGRAM. AT THAT TIME, IT WAS THE LARGEST GIFT THAT I HAD EVER GIVEN TO A BUILDING PROGRAM BEFORE. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? BECAUSE OF THAT, THAT'S NOT THE ONLY THING, BUT BECAUSE OF THINGS LIKE THAT, uh, WE RECEIVED $75 MILLION ABOVE OUR NORMAL EXPENSES TO BE ABLE TO BUILD BUILDINGS OVER HERE DEBT-FREE. AND I TELL YOU, it's, it's, IT'S JUST HOW IT WORKS. SOME PEOPLE DON'T UNDERSTAND THIS. THEY JUST GIVE WHERE THEY'RE BEGGED. THEY GIVE WHERE THEY'RE PRESSURED. THEY GIVE WHERE THEY'RE CONDEMNED. 
OR THEY GIVE IN EXCHANGE FOR PRODUCT. AND AGAIN, THAT'S NOT UNGODLY. THAT'S A GOOD THING TO DO. BUT THERE'S SOMETHING BEYOND THAT, AND THAT'S PARTNERSHIP. AND THAT'S WHEN YOU START GIVING UNSELFISHLY BEYOND WHAT YOU ARE RECEIVING FROM IT, AND YOU ARE SOWING BECAUSE YOU WANT TO TAP INTO THAT ANOINTING. YOU WANT THE BLESSING THAT IS ON THAT MINISTRY OR UPON THAT CHURCH TO COME TOWARDS YOU. AND YOU KNOW, YOU NEED TO BE CAREFUL HERE BECAUSE OVER IN FIRST TIMOTHY CHAPTER 5, IT SAYS, LAY HANDS SUDDENLY ON NO MAN, NEITHER BE A PARTAKER OF OTHER MEN'S SINS. WHAT THIS IS TALKING ABOUT IS, IT'S TALKING ABOUT ORDINATION. AND WHEN YOU ORDAIN PEOPLE, YOU DON'T NEED TO JUST ORDAIN ANYBODY AND EVERYBODY BECAUSE WHEN YOU ORDAIN PEOPLE, YOU ARE PUTTING PART OF YOUR BLESSING, PART OF THE ANOINTING THAT'S ON YOUR LIFE ON THAT PERSON, AND YOU ARE BECOMING A PARTAKER WITH THEM OF THE GOOD OR THE BAD. THAT'S WHAT IT'S SAYING. DON'T DO IT SUDDENLY. YOU NEED TO PROVE PEOPLE BEFORE YOU ORDAIN THEM BECAUSE IF YOU ORDAIN THEM AND THEN THEY GO OUT THERE AND DO ALL THESE WEIRD THINGS, YOU BECOME A PARTAKER OF THEIR SINS. IN OTHER WORDS, YOU ARE BECOMING PARTNERS WITH THEM. YOU ARE UNITING YOURSELF WITH THEM AND THE GOOD THAT'S ON THEM YOU CAN RECEIVE, BUT ALSO THE BAD. SO YOU NEED TO BE DISCERNING WHEN YOU BECOME A PARTNER, WHEN YOU START GIVING BEYOND JUST WHAT IT TAKES FOR YOU TO GET MATERIALS, BUT WHEN YOU START PARTNERING AND YOU SPECIFICALLY ARE DOING WHAT IT SAYS HERE IN PROVERBS 18, 16, THAT YOU ARE OPENING UP A DOOR, YOU ARE MAKING ROOM FOR YOURSELF, YOU ARE BELIEVING THAT THIS IS GOING TO CATAPULT YOU TOWARDS uh, a FAVOR WITH OTHER PEOPLE. WHEN YOU START DOING THAT, YOU NEED TO BE CAREFUL THAT IT IS A TRULY GODLY MINISTRY BECAUSE YOU COULD ALSO REAP THE NEGATIVE THINGS THAT ARE IN SOME OF THESE MINISTRIES. AND I KNOW, AGAIN, THERE'S LOTS OF PEOPLE THAT JUST SAY, I DON'T BELIEVE THIS. I BELIEVE THAT GOD SEES MY HEART AND IT DOESN'T MATTER WHERE I GIVE. I'M GIVING... EVEN IF A PERSON GOES OUT AND DOES SOMETHING WRONG, EVEN IF THEY'RE CROOKS, IF THEY AREN'T DOING WHAT THEY'RE ADVERTISING, IT DOESN'T MATTER WHAT THEY DO. IT'S MY HEART. GOD IS LOOKING AT MY HEART. WELL, YOU'D MAKE A BAD FARMER WITH THAT KIND OF ATTITUDE. TO THINK THAT YOU COULD SOW YOUR SEED IN BAD GROUND WHERE THEY'RE... IT'S DEPLETED AND THERE ISN'T THE NUTRIENTS THAT YOU NEED AND YOU'RE GOING TO GET THE SAME HARVEST AS IF YOU SOW IN FERTILE GROUND OVER HERE. THAT ATTITUDE JUST DOESN'T WORK. THERE ARE LAWS THAT GOVERN THINGS. IF YOU SOW YOUR SEED ON CONCRETE, I CAN GUARANTEE YOU IT'S NOT GOING TO GERMINATE AND IT'S NOT GOING TO PRODUCE A HARVEST. IF YOU SOW INTO A BAD MINISTRY, IF YOU SOW INTO A BAD CHURCH, AND I KNOW THAT THERE'S LOTS OF PEOPLE THAT THEY SAY, BUT I WAS RAISED IN THIS CHURCH, AND THIS IS WHERE, YOU KNOW, MY FAMILY HAS GONE. THEY'VE GOT, YOU KNOW, THEIR NAME ON A PLAQUE IN THE FOYER OF THE CHURCH, AND WE'VE BEEN HERE FOREVER. AND SO YOU JUST FEEL OBLIGATED, AND YOU SAY, IT DOESN'T MATTER WHAT THEY DO. GOD KNOWS MY HEART I'M GIVING, AND GOD'S GOING TO BLESS ME BACK. AGAIN, THAT'S NOT TRUE. YOU ARE RESPONSIBLE WHERE YOU SOW YOUR SEED. IT DOES COUNT. I'VE GOT A VERY GOOD FRIEND OF MINE WHO'S VERY WELL KNOWN. IF I WAS TO CALL HIS NAME, YOU'D PROBABLY KNOW WHO THEY ARE. AND ANYWAY, THEY ARE IN A SITUATION WHERE THEY'VE BEEN IN A CHURCH, AND IT'S BEEN A GREAT CHURCH IN THE PAST, BUT RIGHT NOW IT'S IN TROUBLE. THERE'S BAD THINGS HAPPENING, AND THEY JUST CAN'T BE A PART OF IT. AND SO THEY HAVE WITHDRAWN FROM THAT CHURCH, AND THEY AREN'T PUTTING THEIR TITHES IN THERE ANYMORE. THEY CAME AND ASKED ME ABOUT THIS BECAUSE THEY HAVE BEEN FAITHFUL, 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 SOWING TITHES INTO THAT CHURCH, BUT NOW THE CHURCH IS ACTUALLY IN LEGAL PROBLEMS. THE uh, PERSON HAS uh, BEEN ACCUSED 
of taking the money and misusing it. And uh, anyway, because of this, they are responsible where they sow their seed. So they came and asked me about it. They, they want to give. They are tithers. They are givers. And they felt compelled to give to, the, to that church. And for many years, they've been going there, and it's been blessing them. But right now, the person who they were really connected with has died. Others have taken over, and it's just not working, and they can't support it. They are completely against the way things are going. Matter of fact, they were actually told to be quiet and not say anything, and because of it, they just have left. And you know what? They aren't paying their tithes to that church anymore. And that's not the best situation, but it, you cannot just continue to give your tithes and say, well, God's going to bless me back. No, they need to sow in good ground. And it's the same with you. You need to recognize that giving blesses not only the ministry or the church that you give to, but it blesses you if it is done in the correct way, if you sow in fertile ground. If you give to a place that is pure in their motives and is really reaching out and touching people, you need to consider all of these things and recognize that you are tapping in to what anointing is on that church or on that person. And if that person isn't genuine, if that church is not really ministering the true gospel, well, then you're tapping into the negative things that are going on there. And it could be a hindrance to you instead of a benefit. So you need to consider all of these things. Again, I've, today I've been just emphasizing Proverbs 18, 16. A man's gift, monetary gift, makes room for him and brings him before great men. It will increase your influence. When you give with the right heart, it opens a door for you. And tomorrow I'm going to give you an example of how the Queen of Sheba use this exact principle that we're talking about right here to gain access to Solomon, the wisest man on the planet, a person that people were just, you know, lining up to come seek his wisdom, and yet she got to the front of the line because she used a gift. And did you know that in the Eastern mindset, I know that probably the majority of people speaking English that are watching this program, 3.2 billion potential people around the globe and watch this program. The majority of you are in the Western culture or have those roots, and we don't think this way. But in the Eastern culture, when I go to India, when I go to Sri Lanka, when I go to all these places, you know, it's just nearly uh, universal that every time somebody comes to see you, they give you a gift. And that's the mindset that the Bible was written in. They use this gift to make room for them and to bring them before great men. In some of these cultures, it's actually considered an insult. You won't, don't value the person if you don't come with a gift. This is what this scripture is talking about. Your gift can make room for you. Obviously, it blesses the church or the ministry, but it does something for you. You need to start partnering. You need to start using the power that's in money to take advantage of the blessing and the anointing that you see on churches and ministries. You need to partner with them and then all of the blessing of God that's on those ministries will come towards you. I want this ministry to prosper and I want it to go as far as possible. So for me, being a partner is partaking in the blessings as well as giving support to people to tell them that we're behind them and, and we want to be part of what they're doing.
It's just awesome to be able to put good seed in good ground. And every blessing of Andrew's we feel and know that it's a blessing of ours. Jamie and I are here just to thank you so much for being partners with us. I tell you, we are reaching around the world. I remember when Jamie and I were it. I would run the sound while she was doing the praise and worship, and then she'd come back and run the sound while I was preaching. We did it all ourselves. Now we have so many people helping us, and it couldn't happen without you. It's very true. We're very thankful for our partners and what they're doing, and you're going around the world too, and everything that this Amen. ministry does. Amen. So we just wanted to say a special thank you, and uh, we love you. And every good thing that is happening through this ministry, you're going to share in every one of those rewards. So God bless you. Thank you for being a partner with us. If you're not already a partner, you can become a Grace Partner today by calling our helpline or going to awmi.net. I would like to encourage you to get this teaching that I have on financial stewardship. As I've said during the teaching, it's a different approach than most people take on prosperity, but I believe it's scriptural. You need to develop this attitude of stewardship, not ownership. So I have it in book form, and then we have a study guide that is the same material, just reformatted specifically so you can disciple other people. You can print out the material and have the questions right there. We have CDs and DVDs on this. And I also have the book and study guide in Spanish. And then we have a companion DVD where I have testimonies of six different people who have put this into practice and now they're prospering. Listen to our announcer as he gives you this information. Andrew's complete teaching titled Financial Stewardship is available in either a CD or DVD album or as a book or companion study guide. Also available is the Financial Breakthroughs DVD, which includes six true stories of people that experience the freedom of turning their finances over to God. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount or you can get the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the book, study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album, as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. Also, Andrew would like to make available his redesigned Living Commentary Bible software. Download your copy of Andrew's Living Commentary and start studying through the Bible with Andrew today. The Living Commentary is available for both Mac and PC for a gift of only $120 exclusively as a download at awmi.net. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.
Before you even have a need, God has already supplied your need. I know that all day long people are being blessed here and their lives are being changed. If there's anything you want to know about anything, then Jesus is the one. Folks, the moment you get saved, you ought to show the world what Jesus has done for you. I'm just enjoying being fed by people that have walked places that I haven't walked. If you lay foundations in people's lives, they will get a hold of grace. Because you can't be a pastor and do what a pastor does without grace. I feel like this is an opportunity at the ministers conference for ministers to receive the ministry that we need. You're gonna speak to the mountain and it's gonna move. But first you gotta have faith in God. It's time for us to rediscover the full power of the Holy Spirit.